Hey, good evening everybody. This is your friendly neighborhood, Swole Nerd here. And we're back with another episode. I first like to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. I really do appreciate the support that everyone gives. And uh, today I just wanted to really get something off my chest or discuss something that I've mentioned before on past podcasts, but have never really gotten a chance to sit down and really express my thoughts um, fully out in one podcast setting. So today we're going to be talking about nutrition and to be more specific about how people can, I guess, say if you want to pick a nutrition plan or what to look for when picking a nutrition plan and, you know, certain myths that I hope that we can debunk and help expel some fears that people might have when it comes to nutrition when reaching their fitness goals. Okay. So first I'll need to give a disclaimer. I am not a licensed or certified nutritionist or dietitian. And I am also not a doctor of any kind. No, I am not a physician. So before you make any type of decision in what you decide to eat or what type of nutrition plan you decide to follow, make sure you consult with your doctor or a nutritionist or a licensed dietitian so they can give you the proper help and proper advice that you deserve and that you can afford because those are the only people who are certified to tell you exactly what to eat, okay? Um, As far as personal trainers and strength coaches go, the most we're allowed to tell you is what we consume and what the basic macronutrients will do for the body in general, okay? So to be clear, I can tell you what I eat and I can tell you what chicken does for me and my goals, but I can't tell you to, hey, go eat this piece of chicken or go take this supplement. You know, I can't tell you to do that. You know, that is a dietitian's job. That's a nutritionist's job. I can tell you what works for me and only me. I can tell you what has worked for certain clients, but I cannot give you explicit instruction to eat a certain food or take a certain supplement. Okay. Anyone who does that and they are not a licensed nutritionist, dietitian, or physician, you know, you should definitely be wary of them. And probably shouldn't trust them, okay? Or at least if you do, just be aware of what the, I guess, risk factors are. And, you know, they're stepping way outside of their scope of practice, all right? So, again, I am neither a physician, doctor, nutritionist, or dietitian. All I can tell you is what has worked for me and certain myths that do exist in the nutrition world that people believe based off of physiology and the effects that macronutrients has on the body, okay? Now, that being said, let's hop right into this podcast and get to the meat and potatoes, no pun intended, (laughs) of the, the topic for today. So the reason I'm bringing this topic today is because at a recent church, there's people I know are doing this 40-day challenge, okay? And I've seen these before. I've seen 30-day, 40-day, 50-day nutrition challenges where, you know, it's either 
a special detox challenge where you'll drink a special supplement for a certain amount of days or they'll give you a strict nutrition plan to follow in claiming that it'll help you, you know, um, it's supposed to help you be live a healthier life, you know, and most of them surround are surrounded around the premises of, you know, let's lose some weight, you know, like they're, they're all pretty similar, you know, it's either detoxing, quote unquote detoxing or losing weight. And I have, I have a certain problem with nutrition plans like this. And it's not so much that it's the losing weight part, but it's the fact that it solely lives around the premises of losing weight equals being healthier. Now, don't get me wrong. If you are someone who is obese, morbidly obese, or, you know, your weight is the direct cause of your health problems, and a physician suggests that might be the best case for you to live a quote unquote healthier life, then fine, you know, lose weight. However, when we look at these plans, you can tell that the the premises is to lose weight, but I feel like what people see, they think, okay, I'll lose this weight and then I'll be healthier. I'll, I've reached my goal and I'll be, I'll have the body goal that I want. And the, the problem with the these programs is because is that they restrict so much and I feel like with it when they give them these 40-day plans the problem with that is that it leads to an end you know and when I see these plans these 30-day 40-day challenges my first question is what happens after 40 days you know no none of the gurus tell you oh okay, after 40 days, this is what you should do, you know, and then when people finish it, sure, they get the results, you know, they start losing weight, but then day 41 comes, and then they stop, they get off the diet, and then they end up going back to square one in, you know, about the same amount of time, if not less time than they were on the diet, you know, and, and that's that's one big problem I have with a lot of diets, you know, and in fact, I don't even like the word diet because you can get on a diet, but you can also get off of a diet. You know, I would rather say, let's talk nutrition, okay? Because you want this to be permanent. You know, you don't want to look like this just for a certain amount of time. You want this to be your lifestyle, you know? So from here on out, we're not going to use diet to describe what people are going to be eating. We use nutrition, okay? This is something that you do as your lifestyle you know this is not something you're going to stop all right now that being said there are a few things i feel like people should do and shouldn't do when it comes to their nutrition okay so let's start with things that you shouldn't do some things i feel like people should not do is restrict themselves or at least be highly strict on themselves or very hard on themselves when they restrict certain food groups from their body or in their nutrition plan. What do I mean by that? The the most one of the most popular diets going around is the keto diet. And the keto diet is basically just a fancy way of saying it's a low carb diet to put you in ketosis. Okay. Now pros. Will you definitely will lose weight fast. You know, it works very fast because you're basically starving your body of carbohydrates. Now the thing is, the reason why someone has come up with this diet is because at some point in time, people have always believed the whole thing. 
oh, carbs are bad, you know, oh, I need to lose weight, okay, I need to stop eating carbs, and that, that is, that couldn't be further from the truth, you know, because I can tell you so many times where people have lost so, so much weight and has burned so much fat, and they still eat carbs just as much as you and me, just as much as, you know, the average person. Now, the quality of carbs or where they're getting their carbs could be different. But at the end of the day, you're still getting carbohydrates. So when you take a statement like, oh, carbs are bad, it's such a blanket statement that reigns some truth, but not but not all of it is true. You know, I would say about 50% of that statement is true because, yeah, carbs can be bad if you eat too many and you live a sedentary lifestyle. You know, however, if you're someone who, you know, is somewhat active and you're just the average person, you need carbs considering how your entire body is a walking chain of carbs. You know, like that's what fat is. It's a long carbon chain. You know, root word and there is carb. So your body is literally made of carbs and you need it. It's your main is one of your main energy sources. It's the fastest energy source that you use besides fats and proteins. So cutting off your body's energy supply is is baffling to me where a trainer would tell someone that, oh, yeah, just cut your carbs out. You know, you lose weight. Yeah, you will lose weight. But what's your energy going to be like? Do you feel fatigue at the end of the day? You know, these are other things that you have to take into consideration when, you know, designing nutrition plans for people. And I feel like not en- not enough people do that when they hop on these diets or when they make these diet plans. You know, and the same could be said for fats. You know, people think, oh, if I eat too many carbs, it makes me fat or eating too many fats will make me fat. And in theory, it would make sense, you know, if you're going to gain fat, you consume fat, you know. But the thing is, people have to understand what the macronutrients does for the body and why you need it. You know, when people hear carb, they automatically just think of fat because they know in order in order for someone to get, quote unquote, fat, they've eaten a lot of carbs. However, what they fail to realize is that with those carbs came calories, you know. And if you have those calories, if you're eating in a caloric surplus constantly, and you're not doing anything to burn off more calories than you consume, then yes, you're going to start gaining weight. Now, whether that weight is in fat or muscle would will be determined based off of the quality of food of which you eat. But that's it. That's where it stops. And I'll get more on the quality of food later in the podcast. So let's break the myth of thinking that, oh, carbs will make you fat. Fats will make you fat. Proteins will make you fat. Candy makes you fat. Sugar makes you fat. Okay, there is no food that makes you fat. It's excess of food combined with inactivity that will make people quote unquote fat. Okay, because just like anything, too much of a good thing can be bad. You know, too much protein can be bad for your kidneys if you're not properly hydrated and, you know, you don't have other <clears throat> precautions taken when you're consuming protein. You know, same thing with, um, you know, pharmaceutical drugs. Yes, aspirin is very good. You know, ibuprofen, very good. Tylenol can be very good. But if you take too many, 
that's when you start seeing serious problems where you have to start seeing a doctor. You know, doing too much of anything is eventually going to be bad. Okay, that's why you need to have balance. And with that, that will lead me into my next point in what you should do when it comes to your nutrition. Okay, what, let's take um, fat loss since that seems to be one of the most popular fitness goals, I guess you could say, is fat loss besides building muscle. You know, everyone will always say they want to lose fat. That's one thing people will always do. Now, everybody, not everyone seems to want to build muscle or strength, but everyone definitely would like to lose some fat. You know, and of course, if you're going to lose fat, you would definitely have to build more muscle. That would definitely make it easier. But I digress. So just just for the sake of simplicity, talking about fat loss, for people who want to, you know, reach their fitness goals, the best advice I can give for you nutrition wise while staying in my scope is not so much worrying about, oh, how much food can I restrict from myself or how much food can I take away from my diet? If anything, I'm going to have you eating more, but instead of f- focusing on what can I take away, think of what better foods can I switch, you know, f- for those I guess you could say less desirable foods or less healthy foods. Okay? Because there there is no there is no really healthy or unhealthy food. It's just, you know, there's there's better there are foods that are healthier than others, of course. There's nothing that's there's no food that's just inherently just bad for you unless it's like straight poison. You know. I know people say like, oh soda's bad for you. Like it so like saying soda is just inherently bad for you is is same way as saying oh squash is inherently bad for your knees. You know, no, like once drinking one soda is not going to kill you. Now, if you take someone who drinks soda every single day, then you might be running into some problems. If you know that person never drinks water, they don't eat any fruits or vegetables, they don't eat any eat any high quality meats, you know, any high quality fats, any high quality carbs, you know. The only thing they drink is soda and they don't hydrate themselves properly, then yeah, you're definitely gonna run into some problems. You know. But with that, now we can think of how can we get better quality foods. That's what people should focus on. Don't focus on restricting yourself from food. Okay? Because when people do that, I nine times out of ten, it always leads to a binge at the end. Okay? And that's what I don't like about 40-day challenges. It's like, okay, at the end, what happens? People most likely will probably binge at the end. And they'll binge with whatever they can get their hands on. You know, same thing applies for keto. The mo- You starve yourself with carbs. And the moment you eat some carbs, you end up bloating. And you start retaining water. You go right back to where you started. But if we focus on getting higher quality foods, you know, making better decisions in our nutrition, then we have a much more stable base to work on. You know, because now instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I can't eat this, you know, or at least when you finally do eat it, oh my gosh, I ate this piece of cake, now I have to binge or I need to purge or oh my gosh, I, I just feel so horrible. You know, you start beating down on yourself. You know, instead of focusing on that, now we focus on, okay, instead of drinking this soda, how about I drink some juice? Or Instead of drinking this juice, how about I drink some water, you know? Um, And it doesn't have to be super dramatic. You know, take your time. Do progressive 
steps, you know, slowly progress into healthier choices. If you know you're a person who drinks five sodas a day, you know, God forbid, I hope no one's doing that. But if you drink five sodas a day, try saying, okay, I drink five sodas a day. I'm going to cut this down to maybe three sodas a day. And then I'm going to try to shoot for two sodas a day. If that's still too hard, try replacing it. Say, okay, instead of drinking all these sodas, for every soda I drink, I'm going to drink some water with it. Or I'm going to replace one of these sodas with a bottle of water. Now, if you decide to say, every morning before I do anything, the moment I wake up from bed, I'm going to drink some water. You know, small choices like that make a huge difference when chasing your goals in the long run. And I hope everyone is in this for the long term, not just the short term. You know, we're in it for the marathon, not just the sprint. You know, um, looking at food and say, okay, instead of going to McDonald's and ordering a burger, let me order the salad. Or instead of going to a fast food restaurant to get a burger, let me go to maybe Whole Foods or Trader Joe's and buy my beef that I know comes from a cow and that I know is real meat and I cook it myself. That way, when you cook it, you can actually cut off the fat and keep the lean meat and that way you get much higher quality foods and a good source of protein. And that way you don't take in unnecessary fats that you probably don't need that you've already gotten from the rest of your day, from the rest of the food that you've eaten. You know, small things like that make a huge difference for people and it's shown to be more sustainable for the average person. You know, an elite athlete could probably follow a very strict diet because they already have that discipline ingrained in their minds. You know, like they're already trained and say, you know, I'm already down. I'm down for this. I know what I need to do. I have the discipline to stick to this diet, even if it restricts me, you know, but even then you'll never see an athlete restricting themselves of one major food group for too long unless it's a specific purpose for it and even if they do it's not going to be for a long period of time and they understand that you know go ahead try to give a football player the keto diet and tell him don't eat any carbs and see how well he see how well he performs throughout the entire season i promise you he'll feel like crap at the end of every game before every game to the point where he actually might injure himself because his performance, I promise you, will suffer. Because now you've deprived him of his main energy source, you know. And yes, you get energies from fats and proteins. But the fastest the fastest acting energy source you have is carbohydrates. But everyone is so fixated on, oh, no carbs. Carbs are bad. You know, restrict your carbs just to lose weight. Yeah, you'll lose weight. And you'll probably burn some fat, maybe, you know, for the first part, most of it's going to be water, you know, within the first few weeks. I promise you, most of of it's just water. And if you're trying to get rid of water, then great, you know, but I promise you, you're not going to be able to sustain that for a long time. Or at least if you do, you're going to have to make some adjustments if you want to stay on that diet. Now, I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. I'm not saying keto is bad, okay? But if you were listening... I said a key, uh, as you said, a very important key word, sustainable. You know, that's what you, that's the second thing you need to look at when you're looking at a diet. You look at 
you know, not only do you look at am I getting high quality foods or am I making healthier choices, you need to look at is it sustainable? And I will argue that's that's probably the most important thing when it comes to any type of nutrition plan. Okay, is it sustainable? Okay, if you can't sustain it, then it doesn't matter what the nutrition plan calls for, you're not going to get your results. Okay, because if I give you $1 this day and I don't give you another dollar ever again, then guess what? You're still stuck with that $1. You know, you're still broke. However, if I gave you $1 every single day for the rest of your life, eventually you're going to be rich because you were consistently getting money. The same thing applies for nutrition and exercise when trying to reach your goals. You need to stay consistent. If you can't stay consistent, then no matter what you do, nothing will matter because you don't have enough stimulus or enough time under that stimulus to force a change. All right. So when looking at diets, make sure you're making healthier choices and you're not making dramatic cuts or restrictions in certain food food groups. But before you're doing that, make sure it's something that is sustainable. Okay, so if you can do the keto diet and restrict yourself from carbs and you feel like this is something I can do for the rest of my life. You know, I feel good. I'm not fatigued. You know, my performance is still where I want it to be. Then great. You found the you found the nutrition plan for you found the perfect nutrition plan for you. Okay. Keyword you. Nobody else. You because everyone's body is different. Okay. I give five people the exact same nutrition plan, and I promise you, all five people will come up with different results, and all of them will feel differently. All right, so just to reiterate, making healthier choices, not focused on restricting so much as finding out what can what can I do better? And secondly, and probably most importantly, make sure it is sustainable. Okay, and how can you tell it's sustainable? Well, you ask yourself, how do you feel at the end? Okay. If you feel like you're completely fatigued, you're out of energy, you're drained, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and that that you just feel just completely awful at the end of the day, then you know this is probably not the nutrition plan for you. However, if you feel like, you know, I'm content, I'm I'm very happy, my energy levels are still up, you know, I mean some days you have you're tired, but that's just part of life, you know, but for the most part the foods I'm eating, I, I enjoy the foods that I eat. I don't feel like I have to force myself to eat. I don't feel pressured to eat something. I don't feel pressured not to eat something. You know, if you can check all those boxes, then you know this is the nutrition plan for you. You know, I feel good. I don't feel pressure to eat. I don't feel pressure not to eat. If I miss a meal, I don't feel bad. Or if I eat something that's not part of the diet or I'm sorry, the nutrition plan, I don't feel bad. Okay. You could check all of those off. Then you, there's a good chance that you probably found the nutrition plan for you because, because I got to say that last part where not feeling bad is a, plays a big role in a lot of people sticking to a nutrition plan because for some, I would argue that most people probably, 
probably don't need a specialized nutrition plan. Some people just need a better relationship with food in general. Okay. Like, you don't need a nutrition plan. You need a, I guess you could say, therapy plan. You need some counseling. You need, you. there's something else under the surface that needs to be dealt with before we even start thinking about training and what we're going to be eating and what supplements you probably will be taking. You know, if you have a bad relationship with food, the last thing you need to worry about is what type of nutrition plan I need. The only thing you need to worry about with a bad relationship with food is how can I improve my relationship with it? You know, and that could be that could come in many forms. You know, for a lot of people, they binge eat. Some people stress eat. Some people um, purge. Some people choose not to eat out of fear, out of shame, you know, out of probably other mental illnesses, maybe anxiety, depression, you know, then the list goes on and on. So once you figure out how you can improve your relationship with it in terms of saying, okay, I'm following this nutrition plan, but I ate a piece of cake when I probably should have ate something else. That's okay. Okay. Like eating one meal that's off of the plan isn't going to deter you or throw you completely off track and make you start over from square one. Okay. So like simply... Pick yourself up and say, all right, I, I wanted some cake and I ate it, but now I'm back on track. It is it's really that simple. All right. It, it's, it, it doesn't have to, it's not rocket science. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. If you have a craving, then satisfy the craving. Okay. Like we're humans. Humans have cravings. And it's natural to have cravings and it's natural to satisfy that craving. Because if you don't, you're just going to drive yourself crazy and then you're probably going to end up binging, which probably just going to make your relationship with food, which was probably already bad, it's going to make it even worse. And now, not only are you back at square one, you're probably behind square one. So improve your relationship with food first if you have a bad relationship with it. If you feel like that you need to purge every time you eat something. If you feel like you need to say, oh no, I only need to eat one thing a day and I can't eat anything else, you know, because I'm scared I'm going to gain some fat. You know, um, you know, a lot of people who are anorexic probably deal with this. <laughs> you know, a lot of people who stress eat, people who have anxiety and depression, you know, they deal with these type of things. And if you are dealing with these type of things, you know, talk to a counselor, a therapist, or any certified professional in that field and find out how you can curb it or find a way you can manage it. And once you do, then you can start looking at, okay, let's start looking at how I'm starting to eat. Let's make better choices. You know, let's let's find out the root to this problem. And now we can start looking at, all right, what am I eating? You know, now we start looking at the quality of foods and how we're eating it and learning that food is not your enemy. Okay. I feel like that's a big problem that people believe food is not your enemy. Okay. Food is your friend. Food is literally what keeps you alive. That and water. All right. So don't be afraid of food. It's not going to hurt you. Like It's there to protect you and keep you alive. You just have to make sure you know how to manage it and learn what it's actually doing in your body. And once you learn that, once you have that knowledge, then I truly do believe that people will 
I, I truly do believe people will probably reach their goals much faster, or at least they will get a better understanding of nutrition and how it applies to fitness. And then they won't be left to make such rash decisions and, you know, oh, I need to get on this special diet plan or take these special diet pills or I need these supplements to do, you know, they won't fall. They won't fall for the okie doke. All right. So I'd like to thank you all for listening in on this podcast. Uh, I'm actually surprised that I didn't go off on a rant today, <laughs> probably because I've already ranted about this earlier this week and earlier, not too long ago in the day. So I think I finally calmed down and able to get my thoughts together. <laughs> but um, yeah, again, I'd like to thank you all for joining me today. Thank you for listening. I appreciate the support. Again, if there's any other topic that you would like for me to cover on this podcast, or if you are interested in being featured on the podcast to talk about anything that you're passionate about, I am all ears. My DMs are always open. And I will talk to you all later. So remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay hydrated. And you all have a good night. Swole Nerd out. Peace.